to get ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's your turn. <clears throat> Howdy, partners. Welcome to another episode of The Ginger, The Gay, and, and the, the Gruesome. See, I got it right that time. I'm proud of you. Thank you. We are coming to you fresh off of the photo shoot. Yes. Yes. Yes, we are evolving and growing <laughs> growing as individuals as well as celebrities and y- young women <laughs> <laughs> and so we've done a wonderful photo shoot and we are shooting um i guess the cover of our podcast yes and it is to resemble i don't know if we should tell people or to see if people get it. I feel like... Okay, so let's see if people get it. Okay, mm-hmm, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We're shooting our cover... Yes. ...for our podcast, and we have a wonderful photographer the that... The best photographer. The best photographer that gifted us this... He's our first sponsor. Yeah, he's our first sponsor. Woo! Moving up in the world. It's a podcast world. Yeah, so hit him up if you need some photography. He's absolutely wonderful. Preston Horn. By the horns. If you're looking for... Really good for... He's so good because he, like, takes... The jumbled nonsense that we that we come up with and, and makes then it, makes it happen. Yeah, but like, like a million times better. Oh my better. god, you got it! <laughs> <laughs> so he did our um, BFF photo shoot, our spooky yeah, photo shoot. Yeah, which you guys shoot. have seen. It's our current covers. Current covers. Yeah. Um, and then he'll be doing all of our all of our projects thus forth. Yes. So stay tuned for some more juicy content. Our bi-quarterly content. (laughs) Um, So I thought this episode we should, I mean, we're we're coming to the end of 2022. The last episode of 2022. The last episode of 2022. Yes. How exciting. It is exciting. What's tomorrow? Tomorrow is the day before New Year's Eve. Super close. If Your birthday. Yeah. My Yay. Good job. Sam's birthday is coming Sam's up. Sam's birthday is tomorrow. We're doing a slumber party. A super a super duper sleepover extravaganza. Hell yeah. But like adult style. Absolutely. There's no better way to celebrate a birthday than with lots of junk food, yes. lots of alcohol, and a slumber party. Yeah, and your favorite movies, mm-hmm. which I'm very excited for you because you get to experience for the first time Drop Dead Gorgeous. I'm so excited. <laughs> you, you aren't, but that's fine because you will be afterwards. It is one of the best movies we'll in see. the entire world. Determined. I'll let you know. Mm. You'll let them know because I already know it's amazing. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It, I am sad though because Sherelle will not be 
here for my birthday. But we get to see her. We get to see her the following week. Spoiler alert. We are going to be in Colorado next week. And we are going to be coming to you from Colorado with some special tea straight out of Colorado. So <laughs> That sounds like that's pot tea. Buckle your seatbelts. Maybe it is. I don't know. I um, So, we're back in it. <laughs> we're having moments. Uh every year, uh I started this 6 year 7 years ago. Fuck. 6 years ago. This will be my sixth year. Um, One of my best friends who I'm so excited you get to meet, um, her and her sister moved up to Colorado. And so for my birthday the first year, um, my wonderful wife, Cheryl, gifted me tickets to go up there and and see her and so because my birthday is the last is the most expensive travel week of the year i just go the first week in january to colorado and i've done it for years and anytime that i go to colorado it is specifically for to see them and every now and then I'll like invite other friends along like oh or you know like you should come with me we're you know blah blah but I only ever go to Colorado to see Angela and Janaea yeah. then we decided to do a group trip a couple of years ago and we started with New Orleans also for my birthday and then we went to Keystone and so we realized the group that was going travel so well together this is just going to be a yearly thing that we do going forward and not this past january the january before our friend kim and i went to colorado and her angela and i went tubing and we went to monarch and decided you know what we're gonna learn how to ski and we're gonna ski and we were gonna take the whole year to get everything in in order and invite everyone who wants to come last year or i guess this past january we went to Colorado. We did our first ski trip. So last year, y'all weren't able to come because, you know, getting married and whatnot. <laughs> you were already taking off a lot of time. <laughs> but, uh, and so this year, we are really excited that y'all are going to get to come. We get to come and be a part of the whole experience yeah. that we've heard about for so long. Not a single one of us got hurt last time, which is shocked the shit out of all of us. Well, don't say that before you go this next time. Nonsense. Um, <laughs> I just feel like this is the time that one of us is going to get hurt. And the reason why is because all of us have been skiing now. And so already you're a little bit more confident. So you're just going to send it. Yeah. I opposed to being so cautious. Yes. I, on the other hand, probably not because I have such issues with altitude. We'll see you're how it goes. pass out. I mean, I didn't get to... a blue triangle... Oh, I won't even get that far. I only did the baby one the first time, and I literally had to tap out because I was like, I'm seeing stars. I'm going to pass out. I should probably sit down. So, yeah, but it should be fun. I'm very excited. Very excited. I can't wait to show you all my favorite Colorado things. So, that's what's going... That's on the docket for us. Yeah. Anything new? No. (laughs) Okay. Just, uh... 
Coming down off the holidays. Coming down off the holidays. You got a beautiful necklace from Colton. I did. I did. My husband was good to me this year. Mm -hmm. And I got some lovely jewelry. And I'm very excited about it. It is very cute. I love a dainty necklace. Mm -hmm. I don't know something very elegant about it. Yeah. I don't know what I'm getting from Sherelle because I won't be able to see her until we get there. Oof, gotta wait a little bit longer for that Christmas present. Mm-hmm. Cheryl, she already got what I got her. Her mountaineering thing, because we are different people. <laughs> I love to do outdoorsy survivalist things. No, we just like to talk about it. I like sitting around a campfire drinking. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, I have come around to camping a little bit more, but like this I'm last... cabin cabins are fun this last trip because every year you know we go for cheryl's birthday this last trip was just so much fun and we had so much fun hiking and i've you know gotten more into hiking that we're actually going just for the hell of it in january nice why do you always go in the worst times or is it the best time like like when it's hot good no when it feels good like october or what month april or may I don't know if you know where we live, but have you been outside in October? November was too cold. That year, last year was fine. Last year was actually kind of warm. All the spiders were everywhere, but you know what I didn't have to deal with at all? Spiders this time. At all. None. Not a single one. Because it's too cold. Exactly. And that's fine. Stay in your home. It rains inconsistently and storms inconsistently in April. Plus, I won't be here anymore in April and May and March because I move to Colorado. You're not going to be here for my birthday. I mean, I'm sure I can get a flight home for your birthday. I won't be living here for your birthday, correct? It's my 30th birthday. I'm aware. I'm sure I can get a a flight home. Okay. Let's see. Okay. Now that we're finished chatting. Let's talk about true crime. So this week, we're going to New Jersey. Ah, over yonder. (laughs) We are going to be talking about Scott Kologi. Kologi? Kologi. I will be referring to him going forward as Scott. (laughs) I think it's Kologi. Should we look it up? I did, and and there were four different accents, and each one of them was completely different. Kologi? Kologi? That's like, yeah, Scott Kolagi. I like that. Woo! We're not wooing him. Oh. Long Branch, New Jersey. Scott was born September 1st, 2001. Long Branch. Young guy. 16 years old when this happened. Wow. Yeah. New Year's Eve, 2017. So. Ooh, just in time. Just in time. See what you did there. Yeah. I love a good theme. <laughs> New Year's Eve 2017. So I know it's like some people say, oh, New Year's 2017. And is it going into 2017 or is it, you know, the year going into 2018? So it is December 31st, 2017, about 11.45 p.m. So Thank as, you for clearing that up. Yes, you're welcome. So as the ball drops, Scott... His father, mother, sister, his brother, 
his grandfather his grandfather's girlfriend and then his brother's girlfriend are all at the house kind of celebrating doing the thing okay party 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 scott goes upstairs to see his mom shoots and kills her okay he shot her with a century arms semi-automatic semi-automatic rifle an ak-47 if you will Okay. Yes. Coming in hot. Coming in real hot. Yeah. So he shoots his mother when his father comes upstairs to see what the hell just happened. He shoots and kills him. Wow. He then goes downstairs, down to the kitchen. Mm-hmm. He then shot his sister three times in her chest. Oh, my goodness. Kills her. Everyone is dead thus far that he has shot. Mm-hmm. He then turns to his grandmother, I'm sorry, his grandfather's girlfriend companion, shoots her four times, kills her. Wow. So straight off the gate, we have four people dead. He considered his grandfather's girlfriend to, he even called her his grandmother. Okay, she was So they were lifelong. She's yes. not a newbie. No. So his father, Stevens, 44. Mother, Linda, 42. Sister, Brittany, is home from her first semester of college. Wow. She's 18 years old. And then Mary Schultz is his um, grandfather's companion. She is 70 years old. So Steve is his brother. And his brother and his grandfather escape the house. Okay. They somehow get out. I found in one instance, they talk about Steve's girlfriend being there. So I'm going to say she was there. They don't... It's the only thing that, that I read that ties the phone call to the house. The 911 phone call to the house. And what I saw is that her, Steve's girlfriend, hid behind the fridge. Like, they were all in the kitchen. She hid behind the fridge and called 911 after he was done shooting everyone. Okay. So, the grandfather, who was also in the kitchen, he did not shoot him. Apparently, it looked like he kind of snapped out of whatever was happening and just was like... I'm done. Interesting. Yeah. So 911 call comes. Now that is that is what happens. That is the main part of that. This is going timeline of what happened and how it went down. Okay. Before he starts shooting, before he starts any of this stuff, he goes, puts on a pair of sunglasses, a long black leather jacket, and puts earplugs in. Oh, he's got a costume. He's got a costume. Wow. Yeah. Now... This is a very, like, pre-thought out if you have a costume. Oh, it's so much. Extremely premeditated. Yeah. He set out an outfit. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't even do that before my... Work work day? day. Yeah, that's like... Night before a performance, yeah. Kind of thing. <laughs> what was interesting to me is that he put earplugs in. Hey, I mean, you gotta protect the lobes. Man. Yeah, he and that's what he said. He put in earplugs because he it was gonna be loud and he wanted to protect his hearing. Yeah, 
Safety first. Safety first. We say it all the time, folks. Safety first. Safety first. Earplugs. You're going to murder your almost your entire Whoa. family. Make sure. Whoa. <laughs> Make sure you grab them plugs. <laughs> so he, he had this whole kind of scenario of you know what he what would happen when you know when first responders come he was talking about you know the like checklist of the gun basically of like what kind of damage it could do how loud it was gonna be you know when first responders come in is, is this gonna be able to puncture the bulletproof vest these are all things he's thought about okay before super planner super planner it's New Year's Eve, 15-ish minutes before the ball drops, and 911 is called at 1147. The neighbors, you know, whenever it's New Year's, people sometimes set off fireworks, fireworks and stuff. or bang stuff, yeah. So neighbors reported that they heard gunshots and fireworks simultaneously wow. at different parts of the neighborhood. Okay. So there have been times, like for example, a couple of years ago, the neighbors that lived be lived behind us before we moved. Um, it was like the twenty seventh, so not Christmas, not New Year's Eve. It was a pre celebration. Maybe, maybe not. It may have been a pre-celebration for him. So our neighborhood was a um, unincorporated. Yes. <laughs> we got there. So our old neighborhood was unincorporated, which means it was a lawless land. But we could have fireworks and we could shoot them off or whatever. And there was always like in the neighborhood Facebook page, people would, why are we shooting off fireworks? You know. <laughs> Um, but so we, my wife and I were sitting there watching a movie and, and like I said, it was like the 27th, the 26th, I think it was, it was probably the 27th and it, all of a sudden we heard, honestly, it sounded like fireworks. Most fireworks, you know, it shoots off and then you, you like, there's repetition to them. Yeah. This was just one shot and then a couple of seconds later, another shot and then that was it. And I'm pretty sure that my, our neighbor murdered his wife. Oh. Because her and the kids, we weren't seeing them. Like, we, the kids would run around in the backyard. And we weren't seeing them for, like, a couple of weeks. And we just figured, like, they were off at grandparents or something. But, I mean, it was a hot minute. And uh, the dog was gone, too. And so, but he was home. And so, shots happen. We go outside because I'm nosy as fuck and we're listening and stuff. Well, then all of a sudden we hear his garage door open and he's lugging something like you can hear when somebody is like pulling something. Oh my gosh, that's like disturbia. Yes. And then he gets in his car and speeds away. And then like, I don't know, 20 minutes later, not even maybe 10 minutes later, we were still outside. He comes back. Pulls into his driveway, shuts the door. The next day, the kids and the dog are back. Oh, I think we have a story on our hands. Yeah, but I don't live there anymore. That's crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a fun aside. Um, So, like I said, gunshots, fireworks, you know. Easily confused. Yeah. 
You're not just going to be like, well, I hear gun, you know, fire going off. So when the police responded, they said they walked in and it was just a chaotic bloodbath. Oh, gosh, I can imagine. And he was just chilling there, ready to go in. Wow. Yeah. Sitting, waiting. Yeah. So whenever the police were talking to the grandfather and the brother about, because like I said, they escaped. The grandfather had said that they were, he believes that the reason why he was still, he was spared basically was because he and Scott were so close and seeing his grandfather basically fall to his knees while his, like the love of his life was killed in front of him. I guess kind of like snapped, snapped him out of it. it. Yeah. And so it gave him enough time to kind of get out of the situation. Well, his grandfather had said that he had a brain abnormality cause at birth. And um, in fact, in court, the defense made the comment that he had um, started showing early signs of schizophrenia. I'm sorry. That he might have shown early signs of schizophrenia. Which we know from one of our previous episodes. Our first episode. This is very, like, early, but about the time when you would start developing signs of that. Yeah, early signs. Hits came in quick and hot, though. Yeah, because it's 18 to 32 is what we, we found last time. Or... For our first episode. Yeah, but he didn't just start developing them. He's 16 years old and he went full-blown family annihilator. Mm-hmm. Not just like a, oh, that was a little sign. Full-blown. Full-blown. It was a switch. Well, kind of. Oh, are we about to go backwards? Kind of. Okay. Lay it on me. First, they, the police arrest him, right? Immediately arrest him. Originally, they were charging him as a youth, as a child, because he's 16 years old. Yeah. Um, uh, that changes. Don't, yeah, it as it should. Yeah. Charging him as a youth for four murders is rather <laughs> light-handed. <laughs> well, this is also Jersey, so it's not Texas. That's true. Yeah. In Texas, you don't get away with anything. Sometimes you get away with too much. Anywho. Um, <laughs> so they they pull him in. Uh, the There are two detectives. Two detectives um, who are doing the interrogation. Now, because he's a minor, his brother, who is now... Not Mexican. His guardianship person yes has to be in there with him wow he also his brother is probably like actually actually his brother is very compassionate towards him really and it's really heartbreaking because his brother is loves his brother like his brother who's steve jr steve jr loves his little brother but like his little brother just murdered his family that's a bond and yeah so he's there trying to make sure that he is okay but like okay if dana killed everyone in y'all's family would you just say screw you dana or would you still for all you listeners, Dana's my brother. Um, 
it would be hard. Yeah, I can't give you an answer because I'm very close with my brother. Yeah. I have a very tight-knit relationship with my brother. Mm -hmm. And so it first, like, knee-jerk reaction is, like, if you kill my parents, like, that's crossing the line. But it's, like, if I think about it, it's, like, I don't know. Yeah. Because can you just drop somebody who you love? Yeah. And that's essentially where he was. He wanted to be there for his brother. Well, you know, that that takes a special heart. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Because at a certain... That's what Jesus would do. <laughs> season of Jesus. Um, Merry Christmas. (laughs) Nope, that's already passed. Now it's Happy Baby New Year. (laughs) So he, at a certain point, so the brother's in there with him while they're interrogating him. Scott goes, has to go to the restroom. So they lead him out into the restroom. Now this is an interrogation, so it's all being filmed. Mm-hmm. There is a little, like, there is video of Steve, Steve Jr. Moments after Scott's let out of the interrogation room, he breaks down, starts sobbing, like, hand, like, Ugh. face and hand sobbing. And then at a certain point, gets visibly upset like not just i'm sad but like angry and throws violently throws something across the room i mean i can imagine you're holding all of that together yeah to be strong for your little brother but you have all these emotions yeah you just lost your whole family and so the second you have a second you just gotta let it out Mm -hmm. My goodness, I cannot imagine. But, like, what a really good big brother. What a really good big brother, but what a traumatic experience. And and that's kind of what everyone has, everything that I read about this, every author has said is basically, like, yes, the grandfather and the, the brother were escaped without physical injury, but the mental... Oh, yeah. Injury and burden. Yeah. To watching your family be massacred. Yeah. So whenever they were asking questions, I'm going to read a couple of quotes. When I was reading these quotes, I got like chills, my full body chills, because it is someone who was a loving part of a family and then there's just very cold and not even cold, just almost absent. Just like, oh, yeah, this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. You know, like A, B, C, D kind of thing. And so um, whenever they asked if he knew what happened, mm-hmm. you know, he said, I knew what uh, I knew I was doing it. I just didn't feel like it was me. They asked him if he heard any voices or started seeing things, and that's why he did it. And he said, no. Um, another question was asked, did you ever think of killing someone else? And he answered, yes. The detective asked, what stopped you from doing it mid-attack? Why did you stop? And he said, I don't know. I was way too tired. I doubt I'd be, um, I doubt I'd do it again, but I'm not sure. Wow. Yeah. Now, this is literally hours after. 
Very disconnected. Very disconnected. So apparently they they found out um, due to his cell phone. I mean, it's 2017 when this happened. So, you know, you we all have looked on like we have. It's history and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, you can look at your cell phone and see like yeah. what, what the last thing. Yeah. What you've been doing. So he was reading about the 2017 London terrorist attacks on his cell phone shortly before he started killing. Ooh. Yeah. So, like I said, his brother was, um, he's in his 20s. And he was in the the interim room. (laughs) The interview room. (laughs) Good job, Sam. Um, He, Scott is quoted saying, I just kept firing until they, like, stopped moving. I would aim at their head and whatnot. Yeah. And when I saw that, they were still moving because like even though I was in this type of thing I just didn't want them to be in pain at the same time wow so like I want them dead like I understand but like I I don't want them to hurt yeah there's like a parallel going on here where he's got yeah one side of him doing one thing and one side of him feeling another yeah so the female detective the one who male detective, female detective, interrogating him. So four years later, she, you know, they go to court. So in court, the female detective recalled being surprised at how articulated and intelligent Scott seemed during the interview, even at being just 16 years old. He, she said that he, when she asked him certain questions to like, she asked if he, if he knew it was wrong. And he said, of course, I know right from wrong. He goes, I he, I was nervous when I was loading the magazines. Like, he was nervous loading the magazines of the guns. Wow. So, like, if you don't realize that you're doing something wrong, why would you be nervous? Exactly. It, it, it's like when I was a kid and my parents would be like, well, you should have asked. Yeah. But I, I didn't know that I... It was wrong. Yeah. So why would That's I ask? Why you did it? Yeah. yeah. But he's like, I knew it was wrong, but I did it anyway. Yeah. So he was a special child. Okay. He didn't have a lot of friends. He was a loner. He was socially awkward. Um. He. He didn't have a girlfriend, although, which I honestly I didn't have. I didn't start dating until I was 16. So, like, that's not weird. I was also a very awkward child. That's neither here nor there. Um, but, like, so him not having a girlfriend, yeah, I that's not, that's not a red flag, yeah, you know. That's super common. Yeah. Because, I mean, he was 16 when he did this. Yeah. So, and he just turned 16 because his birthday was September the 1st. This was December 31st. Mm, yeah. So... I don't think that's very weird, but he, I guess he made comments that, like, he wished he had a girlfriend, things like that, which, same, but I didn't kill my family. Um, It's not really the first step to getting a girlfriend. Yeah. (laughs) A little hard to get. If you're like, I would like a girlfriend, that's not going to be my advice to you. No, that's not going to get you where you want to be. Exactly. He would often, he still often slept in his parents' room. 
like at night. He had bunk beds in his own room down the hall. He said he wanted to go to college to study plants or behavioral psychology or join the military. I feel like that's there, 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 you know? Yeah, and it's also very interesting that he's staying in his parents' room at that age because you're in high school, you're... That's kind of usually the age where you are pulling away a little bit more, you know? Yeah. So, apparently, I... This was thrown around quite a bit that he was autistic. It was never... Nowhere in there said, like, when he was 14, he was diagnosed with autism, you know? So, like, the lawyer says a lot that, you know, he's... He goes from... Well, he might have shown... He might have shown early signs of schizophrenia to, like, he was undiagnosed schizophrenic to, like, he's schizophrenic and everyone, they ignored it. So, like, I don't know necessarily, like, was he autistic? Because when the grandfather was talking to police and stuff, he had said he had a brain abnormality caused by birth. So, or caused during birth. So, is it that he actually was autistic? Are they just saying like, oh, he's kind of weird, so he must be on the spectrum? I'm not sure. Maybe. Could okay. be could be maybe. Um, so I mean that could also be it too. Maybe he was just maybe that's why he slept in with his parents' room. He was just I don't know, socially I don't know. I don't know. Um so like I said, he he didn't have a lot of friends and he started telling his mom that he had bad thoughts, quote unquote, bad thoughts about killing his family. Really? Mm hmm. At one point, he even told his mom that he wanted to go to, to therapy because of these thoughts and he knew that they were wrong and he wanted to get help. And she told him no, because yeah. Wow. She told him no because she was worried that he'd be taken away from them. And she told him, is that what you want? Do you want to go to a loony bin? So this happened the year that, like, how, this is when he's, like, 15, 16, right? Mm. I don't know. It didn't tell, it didn't say. Like, when this is happening. Mm -hmm. But he must be pretty close to that age. To but, I mean, even the detec- the female detective who was interviewing him after the murders said how intellectual and articulated he was, especially for a 16-year-old. Exactly. So, and if he was autistic, their minds, while they're not quote-unquote normal, I hate saying that, but, like, they're brilliant at things, you know. Yeah, it's mostly just social Yeah, stuff. and it's like, there's just, there's random things, but... They are incredibly intelligent people. And so who's to say that he wasn't that self-aware to acknowledge like, hey, I need to get help. I, you know, I want to go to therapy at a younger age. Well, but the other point here is that this is not in a time where it would be a common belief that your child would get taken care away from you Mm -hmm. if you're sending them to therapy like we're talking you know 2017 2016 2015 whatever yeah this was not the 80s yeah this is not a time in the world where it's like 
you're in therapy. It's like everyone's in therapy. Well, like, honestly, I feel like. Weird. And it's very encouraged. And I know that that's kind of become developed over the years. But, I mean, that's pretty close to. I don't know. I feel like it's really been within the last. I, I feel like since. Yes, we are making strides as a society. I feel like it was a very slow. I agree. Um, but since COVID, I feel like we have gone leaps and leaps and, and Yes, a hundred percent. But not back then. It wasn't to the point where you're going to get your child taken away from. No, you. where I would say that most people would assume that. Like, but we also don't there. know. We all. I mean, absolutely. Yes, I agree with you wholeheartedly. But we also don't know what family background she has that's true we don't know religious political we don't know these details she could have literally had a family member or you know a friend of the family or something where something like that happened yeah you know we don't really know her story um we just know what is i we don't know why what we know yeah what we know is what we have shared yes as well as some of our opinions (laughs) But these are the facts. Yes. Do with it what you may. Yes. Um, Michelle, uh, I'm not even going to begin to try. It's like a Thibodeau is the last name where it's like an E-A-U-X. Like there's no, there's no way. I'm not going to do it. Fuck it. Melano. I think it's Melano. Okay. That was good. Michelle Melano. Uh, his aunt and her husband lived in um, the basement of the house, the family house. And she said that she heard several times that he wanted to kill his, him telling his mom or other family members, I'm assuming probably just his mom, or just him saying that he wanted to kill his family. Oh my goodness. It's so upsetting that nobody is recognizing these cries. For I don't help. even know if it's a recognition. Like, your son is coming to yeah, you. you're ignoring it. This is blatant. You're choosing to ignore it. Yeah. And, I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty. We have no idea what real what was really... We don't know the full story. Yeah. This um, is just what I hate we're reading. blaming victims in any way, like, in, in this kind of way, because it's like... I'm not blaming them. I'm just gathering information. Yeah, because it... But it seems like some things were ignored. I feel... And the question is always, could this have been prevented? Yeah. That's always our question in all these stories. Is there a way that this could have been prevented? Well, and we also have... It's not like he went to her or he'd made comments about, like, killing himself. And I know that sounds awful, I'm not saying to ignore those conversations. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. But there's, it's completely different from being like, I want to kill myself to I want to kill everyone in my family. Yeah, like those are different things. And almost just like, you know, like if you're depressed or something and you're just like, everything pisses me off, like I just want to quit. You know, like I always, when I get worked up, I'll be like, I want to quit. I'm done. I'm staying home yeah. for the rest, you know. I mean, how many times have have even you and I said, "Ugh, it makes me want to blow my brains out." Yes. That's or I want, like it, it I don't know. 
<laughs> Did you just have a mini stroke? <laughs> it's like when I tried to say that stressed earlier. Uh, oh malfunctioning. Gosh. But yeah, that's kind of the thing is that and I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying that if your child comes to you and is saying, I want to kill myself, you're just like, nah, nah, it's fine. But like, if my child came to me and said, I'm thinking about killing myself, obviously that would be something to take care of. Yeah. It would be a completely different path, or I don't want to say different path, It would, but it, would, it wouldn't be a push under the rug if my child came to me and said, I'm thinking about killing you. Like... Both of them need to be addressed. Yeah. But they need to be addressed. And they they did not address this. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. And that actually comes up in court where they're like, he asked for help and no one did anything. Yeah. No one helped him. And it wasn't like he was making these offhanded comments where, or he was acting out and they were just supposed to know he physically said, and they have witnesses of him saying these things and nothing was done. Yeah. Which doesn't make it okay, but it's something to be addressed. It, yeah. Um, so like I said, his aunt, um, did say that he heard it several times um, he said that he didn't want to hurt anybody, but that someday he might have to. Wow. And that's what she testified to. The someday might have to. Mm-hmm. That's a curious statement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so he, they decided to charge him as an adult. Good. Um, he pled not guilty by reason of insanity. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, at this point, he's never been diagnosed with schizophrenia, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. But it's because they've never taken him to a therapist. They've definitely mm-hmm. never taken him to a psychiatrist. Yeah. No. Exactly. Um, if you ignore the problem, it will go away. <laughs> Just like... Let's try it out. Just like in the other story, if you ignore the schizophrenia, it will go away. Um, So his lawyer said, Scott's lawyer, Scott is schizophrenic and autistic and went untreated his entire life. This is the great tragedy of this case. (gasps) How insensitive. He killed four people. Yeah, like, we can... That can be a point that's made. It can't be a point that's made that's more tragic than the four murders. One of him was his 18-year-old sister who had just... she, She just graduated. She was in her first year, first semester. She just finished her first semester of college. Her whole life ahead of her. Yeah. And... Gone. That is not, that is much more of a tragedy. And I'm not saying that that, like, should be ignored, the fact that he has untreated schizophrenia, allegedly, but, like, have a little respect. Yeah. Um, so, he did say that Scott is not a cold-blooded killer. He is not the person who goes and kills 20 people at a concert. It was basically just an acute delusional episode. 
it probably wouldn't happen again. So explain a cute delusional episode. Um, break from reality. Okay, like a mo- a momentary a momentary break. break. Oh, okay, so this is just a exception. Mm-hmm. It's an outlier. Yeah, it probably wouldn't happen again. His it's words. A, it's an oopsie. Yeah. Basically, it's an oopsie. It probably wouldn't happen again. Probably wouldn't happen again. I can tell you for 100% certainty that I will never kill a human being. If somebody has to say it probably isn't going to happen again. Probably isn't 100%. (laughs) Well, and the and if you're wanting him to get out of jail, you need a hundred percent. And the callousness that has to be in place for you to even use the word probably in that sentence mm-hmm. is amazing. Yeah, he says Scott is not a cold-blooded killer. He is and was severely mentally ill, but he will now be sent to a state prison to be with cold-blooded killers. So he's saying if he doesn't get the insanity defense he's essentially nothing he's never going to get better that he needs to be in in a hospital where they can monitor and keep him you know is the only way you're going to get into a hospital is if you're yeah a determined insane mm-hmm. okay so it's either you're insane you go to a hospital or not insane you go to a prison Okay, so they determined that he wasn't insane. So, basically, what will happen is um, they do a competency hearing. And we talked about this in our first episode. They'll do a competency hearing to see if he is able to mentally stand trial. To, if that he is competent enough to stand trial. When they decide, yes, he is competent enough, then you can, you have your pleading said you know i plead innocent guilty you know whatever so he's pleading that he is not guilty by reason of insanity oh yeah okay that clears clears a lot up okay so the prosecutor sought to try scott as an adult on four counts of first degree murder and a charge of second degree possession of a firearm for an unlawful purpose now the firearm the ak-47 what why are you laughing because it's just like a very heavy firearm yeah well (laughs) a firearm i think of like a (coughs) pistol yeah like an ak-47 yeah no it's yeah it's not a firearm it's fire power (laughs) (laughs) yes well and it was i guess it was right it was legally registered to somebody else in the household yeah. What a twist. Yeah. So it wasn't like he just found this gun or he stole this gun or if it, or you know. it's an illegally possessed gun. I mean, it's illegally he, possessed for him. Yeah. But he found it within his household, registered to someone in his household. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And apparently he used to pull it out and like not play with it, but play with it like well, yeah, practice like holding it as a gun yeah they practice holding their guns and yeah. loading them only yeah. it's not his gun yeah it's somebody else's yeah and, and it's like i did that like with my dad's and stuff under his supervision yeah i think that's like the that. difference oh okay they weren't supervising him unusual to handle no a weapon in your household 
But usually it's under the supervision of the gun owner. Yeah. No. And this was just. Direction. Yeah. And then he apparently looked up on YouTube, like, how to shoot the gun. <laughs> I have to YouTube. How do I shoot this gun? I will say I YouTubed um, how to to disassemble and no what to disassemble my firearm clean it and reassemble it correctly good for you yeah how long was that video i don't remember um after i did it though my dad was like i'm gonna take it from here and i was like that's probably a good idea (laughs) it was a lot harder than you it wasn't a lot harder i like taking things apart and putting them back together um my i was too afraid to use it afterwards because i was like blow back yeah i was afraid i didn't put it back together correctly and so my dad was like i'll handle it i got it (laughs) i will clean it from now on thank you prosecutors sought to try scott as an adult on four counts of first degree murder and a charge of second degree possession of a firearm for an unlawful purpose at the police station scott said i knew i was doing it i had just felt like it wasn't me i doubt i'd do it again but i'm not sure on but Fe- i'm not sure mm-hmm. on february 24th 2022 the jury began deliberations they only deliberated for five and a half hours wow five and a half hours that's fast i'm pretty sure the amber geiger th- trial deliberated for longer than that i'm pretty sure amber heard and johnny depp's thing was longer than that so i just looked this up because i was curious about second degree possession of a lawful weapon Mm -hmm. and like what that means and this is just quite interesting Proceed. And it says, under the statute, if the alleged offender has been previously convicted of a felony other than a state jail felony, he or she can be punished for a second degree felony, which can be a sentence of up to 20 years in prison and or a fine of $10,000 if convicted. Hmm. So, interesting. Up to 20 years in prison. Well, For that one, other than the four murders. Yes. But he wasn't convicted of anything else until the four, four murders. So I guess the four murders was the first conviction. I think it, it was all together. Second degree. But that's what makes it second degree is that he's been convicted of another crime. That makes sense. Because I was like, why is it second degree? Mm. You know? Um, so. Did you say about Amber Heard? Amber Heard. Like, they, the jury. What did you say? I missed it, though. Oh, I said, uh, the, I'm pretty sure the Amber Heard, Johnny Depp, they're, that their deliberations were longer, longer than that. Because <laughs> it was like three days or some shit. Just edit those two pieces together. That shit's funny. But <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, so five and a half hours later, the jury came back with a guilty verdict on all four counts of mur- murder and an extra charge. Of having a weapon unlawfully. Scott was sentenced to 150 years. <gasps> wow! Yeah. But he will not be eligible for parole until 126 years and six months into his sentence. So don't think he's getting that one. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's intense. That's like more of a sentence that we've than we've seen. That's the most. Things. Yeah. His brother. So at the end of these episodes, what I want to do is. And 
I'm sorry, side note, for a 16-year-old. 16-year-old. Which I support it. I'm not saying I don't support it. Mm -hmm. It's just very interesting when we've seen serial killers Mm -hmm. who don't get as intense of a sentence in their 30s. Yeah. And a 16-year-old gets the craziest sentence. Mm -hmm. Which, again, I support. I'm good with it. I don't have a problem. Especially since he said he probably wouldn't do it again. Yeah. Keep him away. Under supervision. Yeah, because even he's not shut. Yeah. So his brother, Stephen Kologi. Yeah. Stephen Kologi Jr. wrote a tribute to his deceased relatives, urging, urging readers to give the ones you love an extra kiss and I love you. Aww. Yeah. It was really sad. To wrap up the story, I will be reading the obituaries. Stephen Kologi was born April 19th, 1975. Stephen Kologi, 42, of Long Beach, I'm sorry, Long Branch, was tragically killed on Sunday, December 31st, 2017, while celebrating New Year's Eve with his family. Steve's wife, Linda, his daughter, Brittany, and longtime family friend, Marianne Schultz, also passed away. Steve was a long, lifelong resident of Long Branch. He was a truck driver for Clayton Concrete Lakewood. A true sports enthusiast, Steve played softball in several several leagues. He enjoyed bodybuilding and skiing and was an excellent, excellent pool player. A devoted father, family was most important to Steve. He was very charismatic and was liked by everyone he met. Surviving Steve is his father, Adrian Kologi, his mother, Carol Kologi, Zawaki, and his sons, Jonathan Ruiz, Stephen Kologi, and Scott Kologi. That's Stevens. Now, I'm going to skip the first paragraph because since they passed away altogether... That explains the same thing. It, it says the same thing, and it also they were they had the same service yeah so it wasn't like three different services or four different services it was the Kologi family was all in one and then mary had her own service so linda Kologi, may 9th 1973 to december 31st 2017 linda Kologi, 44 of long branch was tragically killed sunday December 31st, 2017. Uh, Linda was born in Jersey City and lived in North Bergen before settling in Long Branch 25 years ago. Everything in Linda's life revolved around her family. She was a devoted mother. Surviving Linda are her sons, Jonathan Ruiz, Stephen Kologi, Scott Kologi, her father-in-law, Adrian Kologi, her mother-in-law, Carol Kologi, Sawaki, and her sister, Michelle Melano. And her husband, Richard. Brittany M. Kologi, born January 26th, 1999, and passed away December 31st, 2017. Brittany M. Kologi, 18, of Long Branch, was tragically killed on Sunday, December 31st. She was born in Long Branch. Brittany graduated Long Branch High School in 2017 and was a freshman at Stockton University in Galloway. Brittany was artistic and enjoyed painting and drawing. She loved her family, dog, and her cat, Jill. 
Family and friends were important to Brittany, especially her grandfather, Adrian. She will be greatly missed by many, many friends that enjoyed her unique personality. Now, Marianne Schultz. Long Branch. Marianne Schultz, 70, was tragically killed on Sunday, December 31st. While celebrating New Year's Eve with her lifelong companion and soulmate, Adrian Kologi, and his family. She adored Adrian's son and daughter-in-law, Stephen Linden. Linda Kologi of Long Branch, New Jersey, and loving granddaughter Brittany, who also passed away in this senseless act of violence. Marianne was born in Long Branch, New Jersey, a graduate of Red Bank Catholic and Manor Junior College. She retired she retired as a human resource specialist with TNM Engineering in 2010. She enjoyed acting and attended theater art performances. Marianne was an actress with Murder on Cue, a murder mystery dinner theater where she performed as her favorite character, Greta Schluchten, the stone-faced housekeeper. She also held the role as the head juror in the movie Death Row, filmed in Oceanport. Not only was Marianne our family historian, she shared her expertise and passion for genealogy with everyone, anyone and everyone. She served on the executive board for the Monmouth, 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 Monmouth County Genealogy Society and was actively involved in the German special interest and memoirs groups and publicity committee. Marianne co-founded the African-American special interest groups and worked tirelessly in the area's cemetery restoration projects. She had a warm presence, generous spirit, and her smile lit up a room. Marianne is preceded by her parents, Anna Robert Schultz. In addition to her partner, she is survived by her loving eight siblings, Robert Jr., Kathy and Ray LaForge, Michael and Alexis Schultz, Stephen Schultz and his partner, Christian, Jane and Jim Wallace, Susan and Raymond Morris, David and Heidi Schultz, her aunt, Petra Stella, and many cherished cousins, nieces, nephews, and great nieces and nephews. So that's the story of Scott Kologi. <clears throat> Our 16-year-old, mm. once again, could it have prevented <sighs> you know i don't know they seem like a really loving family even steve jr was saying how the only way to truly pay homage or pay tribute to his parents is to be the kind of parents that they were yeah the only thing that i can say is mental illness is a real thing again coming from people who have their own journeys yep and, you know, just, like, listen to your kids, you know? And I, these victims are victims. I support his jail sentence. <laughs> but you just got to do your best, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And that's all you can do. Therapy's good. Therapy's Lots good. Lots of stuff. There's always help. Maybe we can um, get some resources. Ooh, yeah, that would be good. Yeah. If you're needing a little extra help and you will put some resources down in the show description of places for that teens can go to if they're having problems or... Mm-hmm. And parents. And parents and, you know, yeah. what to do for that situation. Yeah. We all got something. So... 
We hope you guys had a wonderful Christmas. We hope you have a fantastic New Year. Yeah. Please join us next time when we'll be in Colorado talking about some snowy suspense. And I will be a year older. Woo! And Sam's going to be the big 3 foe. Yeah. What's up? Very excited. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Give us... Five stars. Five stars. You can shoot us an email at triplegpodcast at hotmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at triplegpodcast. That's T-R-I-P-L-E-G podcast. Feel free to shoot us some if you've experienced something that you find interesting, if you've heard a story that you want us to cover, um, or if you've heard something about the stories that we're telling, please, you know, shoot us some info. We'd love to hear some feedback of yours. And I know that we were talking this evening about um, things in this coming year and what we're wanting to add to the docket. So we will have some things coming up, little maybe mini-sodes and stuff. Things are about to get interesting. Get litty lit. Lit litty. That's right. I'm not hip like the cool kids. <laughs> it's okay. We can work on it. Uh. So we'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for joining us. Bye. Bye. Bye.